some of us have to study canon law. And the code of the canon law isn't that long, but it's a little complicated. So most of us use this book. The new commentary on the code of canon law, edited by, including others, Jim Corridan. Jim Corridan, main author of this book, was my canon law professor. He taught my entire canon law course. He taught a good section of my sacrament of marriage course. But when it came to the sacrament of penance, he just came and gave one lecture. And he started that lecture. I'll never forget what he said. He said, the most important thing to know about the sacrament of penance isn't in the code of canon law. It's Luke chapter 15. <coughs> Guess what our reading is today? Luke 15. Probably, honestly, my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. And yes, folks, that means that today, I, my job, part of my job, is to encourage you all to go to the sacrament of confession on a regular basis. It tells, this passage tells how crazily God is in love with each and every one of us. In the six months since he has been elected, Pope Francis has used the word mercy almost a hundred times in public statements. For example, in his first Sunday homily as Pope, he declared, the strongest message of the Lord is mercy. Before we hear scripture selections that explore the idea of God's mercy, let us pause to reflect how God shows mercy in each of our lives. On Friday and yesterday, the Diocese of Knoxville held its first ever Eucharistic Congress. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Listening to dynamic speakers, reconnecting with people I've met, celebrating all the good things happening in this rapidly growing diocese. But the most wonderful part for me was hearing confessions for more than six and a half hours. If you had told me 16 months ago that I'd be saying this, I would have been shocked. As I approached my ordination, I was petrified about hearing confessions. Wouldn't it be ugly and embarrassing to hear other people's sins? Quite the opposite. It's a beauty and a privilege. In this sacrament, more than at any other moment in my priesthood, I witness how God's love and mercy transforms our lives. Again, as Francis proclaimed in his first Sunday homily as Pope, the strongest message of the Lord is mercy. In confession, individuals confront their fears, find release from the burdens they've carried, and find new resolve to confront the habitual sins with which they struggle. I find myself referring to Luke 15 all the time. For someone who hasn't been to confession in a long time, I tell them that I imagine the angels started singing the moment they walked into the confessional. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. For someone who is ashamed of their sins, I tell them that God is like a woman who only has a dollar to her name. And when she loses a dime, she extravagantly turns on the oil lamp in the middle of the night to sweep the house from top to bottom. When she finds the dime, she invites her friends over and presumably shares from the little she has with them. It's crazy. But that's how much God loves us. And we're each worth more than a dime. 
But so many of us are hesitant to go to confession. It can be hard to admit to someone else how we've failed. I now know all the priests in East Tennessee personally, so imagine what I feel when I go to confession. A few of you, a few of you have even bragged to me that you haven't gone in decades. Please reconsider. Please come back to the sacrament. If we don't find the courage to be vulnerable, we miss an amazingly wonderful opportunity to recognize how much God loves us. But wait, you say, I know that God loves me. Why do I need to tell my sins to a priest? There's something very powerful in naming our sins aloud. Bringing our sins into the light robs Satan of his power. Also, priests are something of experts about human behavior. That darkest, deepest secret of yours that you've never shared with anyone? There's a good chance that I've journeyed with dozens of people who've struggled with the same thing. And I might have some good practical suggestions for how to heal the hurts of the past and fight temptations in the future. Of course, this is a sacrament. So it's not just about you and me. It's about us and God. You've heard me preach it before and you'll hear me preach it again. Sacraments are not a reward for a job well done. They're graces for the journey ahead. The graces we receive from God in penance are not just to cover the sins we've committed. The graces also strengthen us to face the temptations in the future. So here, maybe for the first time in your life, from the pulpit, some practical tips for celebrating the sacrament of penance. One, Penance is effective both for people who've been away from the sacrament for decades and for people who celebrate it regularly. It's effective both for people who have committed horrendous sins and for people who lead exemplary lives. But since you can't listen in on other people's confessions, you have no idea how well it works in all these different situations. Two, we always receive grace from the sacraments, but more than the other sacraments, our experience in penance is dependent on the individual priest. If you ever have a bad experience, don't blame the sacrament. Just go to a different priest the next time. You can ask your friends for recommendations. <laughs> I may be biased, but I would entrust everyone here to the care of my three Paulist brothers in town. Charlie here, of course, but also Ron and Jerry at Immaculate Conception downtown. Three, the priest is not God. But confession offers a concrete way to visualize our one-on-one -on -one personal relationship with God. If you have the nerve, try to talk to the priest face-to-face -face rather than going behind the screen. And once you've found a priest confessor with whom you feel comfortable, consider seeing him regularly in the same way that you have an ongoing relationship with God. Four, go to confession at least as often as you go to the dentist. <laughs> we hopefully brush our teeth several times a day, but we still need a deep cleaning every once in a while. Likewise, we may pray and talk with God every day, but there's a need to sit down every once in a while and talk about the tough stuff. Five, Celebrating the Sacrament of Reconciliation gives us a chance to wipe the slate clean. It makes us more aware of our motivations the next time we find ourselves facing temptation. And the greater our awareness, 
the more likely we will dialogue with the Holy Spirit about making better choices in the future. To have a personal relationship with God, it's vitally important for us to identify with the lost sheep, the misplaced coin, and the wayward son. But as Christian disciples, we're also called to act as agents for the Good Shepherd, the searching woman, and the loving Father. Reconciliation is more than a sacrament. It's a lifestyle. We're supposed to extend an open hand to the other lost sheep, other misplaced coins, and other wayward children. At Blessed John 23rd Parish, it's the heart of our identity. Here, all are welcome. It's about how Andrea and Barbara answer the phone. It extends to our landings program, how we run our Bible studies, the welcome we extend at CSA and the graduate students and young professionals group. This year, we're planning a special Christmas Eve Mass for people who are depressed, grieving, or estranged from their families. If you want to make reconciliation a deeper part of your spirituality, please consider becoming a Paulist associate. Associates are Christian lay people who identify with the Paulist charism of evangelization, reconciliation, and ecumenism. And they pledge, for one year at a time, to commit to come to meetings on the second Thursday evening of every month to learn more about Paulist spirituality. The Paulist Associates of Knoxville will be holding open houses after various Masses on September 21st, 28th, and 29th, more about this in the announcements, at both John the 23rd and Immaculate Conception. And of course, since it's a Paulist event, you know there will be food. Luke 15 tells us that God does not consider us to be just one in a group of 100 sheep, not just one out of 10 coins, not one of two children. God is willing to give everything for us, everything for me, everything for you. So if it's been a while since you've celebrated the sacrament of confession, come on back. We have confessions at 4 p.m. on Mondays and Thursdays here at Blessed John 23rd, but all priests in this diocese, including Charlie and I, are happy to make an individual appointment with you. If you'd like to delve more deeply into a spirituality of reconciliation, why not help out with one of the many reconciling ministries we sponsor here at the parish or become an Apollist associate? As Christian disciples, God calls us to extend his mission of reconciliation to others. So why go to confession? Because unless we experience God's mercy on an ongoing basis, we cannot share God's mercy with others.